0: And welcome to the Corporate Yogi Podcast. Now, do you ever find yourself wishing that you could be more organized, more productive, more focused, more clear, more creative, or more balanced? Or maybe you find yourself wishing for more of all those things. Well, today, I'm sharing a tool that will help you do just that. You'll have more good in your life. You'll have more of what you really want, more focus, more clarity, and if you're consistent, big shifts will happen in your life. The tool is having a daily practice. Now I've talked about this before in episode 149, and I called it your morning routine. Because many people do often do this first thing in the morning. However, I've changed my tune on that and I know that for many of you, morning just isn't an option. And so I think it's pigeonholing it by calling it a morning routine. I think it could actually be a deterrent for people. So from this point forward, I am calling it a daily practice. I first came across this concept of a daily practice years ago from Hal Elrod, who wrote a book called The Miracle Morning. And I was blown away by the results that he'd had in his life, by people in his community. And so I immediately read the book and started incorporating this into my life. And then more recently, Robin Sharma wrote a book called The 5am Club. And it is a leadership fable that uh, really walks you through the benefits of having a sacred morning ritual. If you've read that book... You'll know that Robin always says that all change is hard at first, messy in the middle, and gorgeous at the end. Now, the other person who popularized morning routines is the king of efficiency himself, Tim Ferriss. On his very popular podcast, he often grills guests and gets them to reveal what their specific morning routine is. And I get it. You know, it's really great to know behind the scenes, what does Tony Robbins do? What does Michael Phelps do at the beginning of every day to be in peak performance? Do they meditate and then drink lemon water? Or do they drink their lemon water first and then meditate? It's edgy, I know. And I'm being a little tongue-in-cheek here, you know. I confess that there is a part of me that does want to know what these famous people do for their morning routine or what they eat. I do want to know that. But I also see the other side of it as a coach, which is we get so locked in and obsessed by replicating the exact procedure or process or routine that someone else does. We think if we follow Tim Ferriss's morning routine that we're going to turn into Tim Ferriss. And that's just not the case, nor would you want it to be, because I never, ever, ever want you to be anyone else but a better version of yourself. Okay? All right. So stepping off my soapbox here. On this note, flexibility is so important. In fact, I would argue that having flexibility with a daily practice is the secret to success. And this is the main reason why I've shifted from calling it a morning routine to a daily practice. And also in calling it something different than everybody else does, I'm distancing myself from this highly rigid process that they purport you have to do every day because You have to remember, I'm a coach. I see every day, day in and day out, I see the results of people trying to follow something exactly perfect and then they don't and then they beat themselves up and this whole self-deprecating loop happens, right? All because they're trying to meditate and drink lemon water in the exact proportions and time schedule that someone that they admire who's really famous does. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. In the first segment, I'm going to explain exactly what a daily practice is. In the second segment, I will help you design what it can be made of. In the third segment, I'm going to reveal what is in my daily practice, not because I want you to follow it verbatim, but just because I know sometimes we're curious about that. And then lastly, I'm going to explain the critical keys for having success in your daily practice. So... Get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? So what exactly is a daily practice? It is a dedicated time of the day where you invest in learning, personal development, growth, reflection, physical and mental condition, and visioneering for the future. It is a daily investment in yourself. It gives you the clarity of who you are, what you are doing, and where you want to go. It's often done in solitude away from everyone else or from your regular routine. However, I do know some couples and families that do it all together, which I think is really cool. For me, I'm a raging introvert, so I've always done it on my own, but I can see how doing it with a group would be valuable too. And especially, it would help with accountability. So here's some of the common questions that I get asked about building a daily practice. First, how long should it be? Well, you know I don't love the word should. Should is always a sign that your saboteur is lurking in the shadows trying to be perfect or comparing what you do to what someone else does. The truth is, your daily practice can be as long or as short as you want it to be. You might build one that is 10 minutes long where you write out your goals, you meditate for five minutes, and then you turn on your favorite playlist and you dance it out. Voila, that is your daily practice. Now, if you started doing that, that would be solid. Now, maybe you're more of an A-type person and you want something that's a little bit more intense and challenging up front. So maybe you design one that includes exercise and a few other items, and it's a two to three hour daily practice. And that's perfect too. There's no right or wrong. The key is to be realistic about what will actually get done on a regular basis. Okay, the next question, what do I put in my daily practice? Well, the answer is pretty much anything that's going to promote your growth and your betterment. It could be physically, mentally, or emotionally. In the next segment, I'm going to give you a really long list of things that you can choose from. But basically, think of anything that is going to help you learn, grow, set yourself up for a positive day. Those are all the great things to add in. And things that you should not put in your daily practice are things like checking email, planning out your calendar, writing out your goals for the day, answering emails, no checking news or social media or writing proposals or doing any type of work. No strategy, no one-off type things. It's really meant to be a routine of what you can do every single day that sets you up for success. All right, next question. How do I know if I'm doing it right? Basically, you should feel inspired, you should feel energized after you complete it every day. You should feel like you're leaving a concert, like you know, a great show or just spending time with friends. You should feel really pumped up. And you should also look forward to doing it every day. It should bring you joy. It should bring you excitement. It shouldn't feel like it's something that you're struggling to do. Next question, when in the day do I do it? Well, as I said in the last segment, I used to believe that you had to do it first thing in the morning. That is truly where this concept came from, and it's what the best-selling authors suggest. But you know me, I'm more of a realist, and I don't want to try to get you to do something that I know... I know and you know isn't going to happen. I want you to be realistic. So if you do want to do it in the morning, that's great. But if you want to do it at noon or towards the end of the day, that's cool too. The thinking here is though with the morning is that it gets you in the right state of mind at the start of the day and then you benefit from this state of mind, from this conditioning for the remainder of the day. The other advantage is that our brain is always the sharpest and the freshest first thing in the morning. So yeah, I do think there's an advantage to do it in the morning, but I'm biased. I am a morning person and I love going to bed early so I can get up early. But hey, I know we're not all wired like that. So I want you to use your intuition. I want you to be realistic and pick a time of the day that works best for for you. I've seen people do it over their lunch hour or in their evenings after their kids are down. So find something that fits your schedule. I know some of you don't work 9 to 5. You might work shift work or evenings. So I'm not a fan of this rigid, draconian belief that it has to be done at a certain time or contain a certain number of things. I want you to do it your way, okay? And last question, how do I get started? Okay, so I want you to take some time to really figure out and design what you want to do. And if you're just starting out, I want you to allow it to be flexible, to be a little bit of a learning experience. So you might plan something out for the week and then check in at the end of the week and say, hmm, how did that work? Was that successful? Was it easy? Was it hard? Was it fun? Did it bring me joy? And then you might want to add more things in, take some things out, or switch the order of things around. In the next segment, I'm going to give you an example of things that you can design into your daily practice. In this segment, I am going to share the big long list. It's about 11 items of different things that you can design into your perfect inspirational daily practice. Now, it's really important to note that I do not want you or expect you to do all of these things. It's just a plethora of ideas for inspiration, all right? So use it like an a la carte menu. Like, hmm, I like number three with a little bit of number six and maybe a touch of number eight, all right? But you don't have to go through and do all of them, Okay, The first item is physical fitness. Now, this is an obvious one. Doing uh, some form of exercise at the start of your day really feels good. It could be an intense cardio class or a run. It could also be a gentle walk or an easy yoga class or Tai Chi. Any movement or exercise goes. Number two, meditation, visualization, breath work. Now I am grouping all of these three together because that's how I do them. Every day I put them together into a sequence. I do my breath work first, I do my meditation second, and then I do my visualization third. The third thing, writing out your goals. Now, I'm referring to your annual goals that you've set for the year, because I know you did your goal setting workbook with me last year. So this is referencing those five goals that you set out for the year and you need to write them out every day. Uh, It could be part of your daily practice or some other part of your routine that you do throughout the day, but it's important to write those down. Goals that we write out every day are more successful than the ones that we just leave to chance. So keep them top of mind, and we advise that you write out these goals at least once a day, pen to paper, not just digitally. All right, number four, journaling. Write out a stream of consciousness journal is a great way to connect every day. And that means you just sit down and you start writing whatever pops into your head. And if you can't think of anything to write, then you sit down and you start writing. I don't know what to write. I have nothing to say. And you just keep writing and then and then the tap slowly turns on and things start to flow. Writing out what you're grateful in the morning is great. You could have a prompt. That is part of your journal writing. If you don't want to do the stream of consciousness option, you can write out 10 things that I'm grateful for and go through that list. You could also do morning pages, which is very similar to the stream of consciousness writing. This is a tool by Julia Cameron. She wrote this about this in the artist's way. It was specifically designed for people who have a creative block, but you can really use it in any situation. Number five is reading. One of my favorite pastimes. Now you can read a chapter from a book. It could be fiction or nonfiction. Anything that excites you. This is a great way to get inspired and really get your creative juices flowing. Six, you could read a favorite passage or an excerpt from the book that is really motivational. A couple that come to mind for me, uh, Marianne Williamson's famous passage from A Return to Love. I'm sure you've heard it somewhere in your journey. It goes like this. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us most. Louise Hay also has a number of motivational books. I have a passage from her uh, You Can Heal Your Life book that I read every morning. There's also tons of amazing passages in Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill. Whatever floats your boat, whatever gets you motivated, what I find motivational might not be what you find motivational, and that's okay. The seventh option, watch a TED Talk. They're usually 10 to 20 minutes, and so this is a great thing to add into your day to get all fired up. You can sit and watch it, or you can put it on as you're getting up and brushing your teeth to get motivated. There's lots of options. You can download the app. You could watch it on the site. You could watch it via YouTube. And the speakers are all very carefully vetted. So you can rest assured that whatever you choose that day is going to inspire you and teach you exactly what you needed to know. Number eight, you can watch a motivational video. Now, this is so, so important, especially if you're feeling a little bit down that day. You can just search for motivational videos on YouTube, pick a favorite author, or you can search just motivational videos. One channel that I watch quite a bit is called Motivation Hub. They have tons of these compilation videos that sort of they're mashups of uh, motivational speakers and music and video clips. I don't know. I, I really, really like them. Uh, I also like A motivational music list that I have Um, there's a great one on Spotify it's called epic motivational music mix and I listen to that pretty much every day while I'm journaling it sounds intense but it's really really good number nine music and dance parties in any way shape or form you want to so Tony Robbins talks a lot about getting into a peak state every day And so a great way to do this is to play music that really, really speaks to you and gets you motivated, turn it up really loud, and then move around the room, maybe have a little dance party for one. This is a great thing to add into your daily practice. All right, I've got two more things here. 10, obviously, podcasts. You could listen to a new podcast every day, or you could re-listen to ones that you've been inspired by in the past. I personally have over 200 episodes for you to choose from and be inspired by. And number 11, mantras and affirmations. Now, these are statements that reinforce your goals or help you re script limiting beliefs that you're working towards changing. Now, these are great to either listen to, and they're even better if you say them out loud. They really, really, really work and they help to reprogram your internal operating system when you use them on a regular basis. All right, so that's my list of 11. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the processes from the books that I talked about earlier. So in The Miracle Morning, Hal Elrod uses an acronym of what he suggests your routine should look like. The acronym is SAVERS and here's what it sounds stands for. S is silence, so it's your meditation or your prayer. A is affirmations, and these are encouraging words to tell yourself to achieve your goals. V is visualization, E is exercise, R is reading, and S is for scribing or journaling. And then in the 5 a.m. Club, Robin Sharma suggests a 20-20-20 formula, 20 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes working on your goals and your dreams and then 20 minutes on learning in some way. So if you prefer a more regimented process, you can absolutely opt for one of these and follow that process. Or if you're like me and you want to do the a la carte version that is customized for your life, then you can go ahead and pick from this giant list and pick a couple things, put them together into your daily practice. You've got so many options. In this segment, I want to share with you what I do in my daily practice. Now this is something I started um, five or six years ago and it has definitely evolved over the years. I have watched myself try to be super strict and regimented and then watch myself fail when I tried to be too regimented. And now I have something that is really fun and it works for me. And one more tip here, actually having, I've talked about earlier about being flexible. I like to actually specifically have a option A and option B. So the option A would be the perfect variation of whatever you did, say it was an hour long, and then your variation B, would look like, here's a five minute or a 10 minute version of that. It could be condensing all the things or it could just be picking the one thing. Like for me, that would hands down be meditation if I was able to only do one thing out of my practice. And then just doing that for 10 minutes and then you start your day. So giving yourself that kind option to say, is today an option A day or an option B day? That will really help to set you up for success. A couple other things. For me, my practice does not happen every single day. It happens most weekdays, but often on the weekends, I tap out and I take some time off. All right. Same thing with vacation. Depends who I'm with and where we are, but I will often just use that as reflecting time and not have a structured uh, daily practice while I'm on vacay. All right, so my, the other thing actually on the flexibility is that my practice fluctuates throughout the year and I'm in Toronto. We have rough, rough winters, December, Jan, Feb. It's dark. It's dark early and it is dark in the morning. <laughs> and so the sun rises so late, it's hard for me to get outside. So I switch up the whole routine and I do my outside walk at the end versus the summer months when the sun rises early and I can hear the birds chirping outside and I can't wait to get outside. Like I actually feel myself anxious about wanting to go outside as the sun is rising. That is just my absolute favorite time of the day. So I switch the order of my routine up a bit based on that weather, just for our cycles here in Toronto. And here's a look at what I do. So first, I start off with the breathing meditation visualization, all right? So the breathing, I use, uh, I use an app for that. The app is called Breathing Zone, And I love it because you can set it up to link with your timed breathing. And your breath, as you know, I know you know this, is your link between your conscious and your unconscious mind. So breathing for me is a great way to check in on what my state is. And that's why I like to do this before I do meditation. So the audio prompt asks you to breathe in, and breathe out and you adjust the timing in the app to really match with your capacity and your length of breath. And this is such a great tell or a mirror for me because the days where I try to use it and I can't sink my breath to the prompts, I know that my mind is racing and that I need to turn it off and I need to really really focus on the breath. So I do that for 10 minutes and then I drop into my meditation Some days that is a 10-minute meditation. Sometimes it's an hour. It really depends on the day and what I'm feeling like. And then lastly is the visualization piece. And that is what I do at the very end. I'm in a grounded state. I'm really connected. And then I take time to visualize what my day looks like. Also, I let myself drift off into the future of seeing my goals come to fruition to see what my life looks like. And so that's what I wrap up. Now with meditation, I don't do a guided meditation, I, but I do use a timer. I find just having a timer set to the allotted time helps me just let go and really lean into my meditation. However, if you were new to meditation, I would really suggest that you use an app to get started. It's like training wheels. So Headspace is a great one. If you like a really nice structured form of learning and you want to understand what's going on as you learn how to meditate, I would definitely recommend that. If you want to have something that's more carefree and uh, authentic, then I would suggest the Insights Timer. I love that. That's what I use to time my meditations, in the, when I do them in the morning, and then sometimes in the evenings, I'll use a guided meditation, or if I'm feeling in a little bit of a funk, I'll use something to help shift my energy, and I use Always Insights Timer for that. I love it because it's a great platform, and virtually anyone who is a meditation instructor or yoga teacher or breathwork instructor can upload their work and share it with the community, so it's a really great resource. Next up for me is journaling. I have some daily prompts that I write out in a journal, I, including 10 things that I'm grateful for at the start of the day. I also write in that journal at the end of the day as well. Next, I have some daily affirmations. I use an app for my affirmations, it's called ThinkUp, and I love this app. I highly recommend it. A client told me about it two years ago, and I have used it every day since. It allows you to record affirmations in your own voice, and then what it does is it loops them and sets them to music and times them so perfectly. Now, I have the paid version of the app, so I can even upload and set my own music as the background, which is super cool. So if you're new to the whole affirmation game, then the app will actually recommend a bunch of standard affirmations that you can just choose from. So you pick a category like self-confidence, health, gratitude, and then what it does is it populates a list of affirmations that you can choose from. So I love this app and I do highly recommend it. It's a a great, even if you just use the free service, which I think lets you record three or four different uh, affirmations. But you can always switch them up, you know, if you want to change it every week. Next up, writing out my goals. I write them out in the morning and then I also write them again in the evening. Passages. Okay, I have quite a few passages that I read in my daily practice. I read one from Louise Hay. I read a passage on money and wealth. It is a, it's a Hindu prayer you could say. Um, It's calling on Ganesha and Lakshmi if you're familiar with any of the Hindu gods. I also have a brilliant passage from Think and Grow Rich from that book that I read. It is the self-confidence formula and I read that every morning as well. And then I have a couple other passages that I have written around who I am, who I'm becoming, what I'm letting go, uh, that are quite inspirational as well. And then I have, okay, I have two other things that I do that I forgot to mention in the last segment. Uh, One, I do a little EFT. Uh, this is definitely leaning on the spiritual side of Julie, not the corporate side of Julie. And EFT is also known as tapping or emotional freedom technique. So it is designed to use some of your upper body acupuncture points to release stagnant emotions from your body, right? We all know, we all understand that, don't we? So basically, you go through and you tap at the points and you have statements to talk about what you release, however. I've tweaked the process slightly and I actually use and tap the points when I'm saying some of my positive affirmations, which I love, then I find that feels really good. So I do use EFT from time to time, but I use it more in this reverse way where I'm uh, using affirmations throughout the day. And then the second thing that I didn't mention earlier was I have a couple Hay House card decks. And I will draw on those and pull one or three cards for the day to give me a little guidance. And lastly, exercise. Exercise is an important part. I walk every morning and I do rain or shine. Um, whether it's sunny or whether it's winter, year round, I walk outside. And I also do some sort of other exercise. And this varies throughout the year. Sometimes it's a workout and sometimes it's yoga. Okay. And that wraps up my daily practice. That is my daily practice in its fullest form. Uh, It is close to three hours. Depends how far I walk. But it does seem like a lot, yes. But um, it's everything sort of condensed in the morning. The one thing that I don't have as part of my daily practice is reading. I don't ever sit and read a book. And this is part of why I'm prompting you to really listen to your own intuition about what you want because I know a lot of clients that will sit and read a chapter of a book or um, they'll read some sort of magazine or something inspirational for them every morning And I've tried that and (laughs) it goes wrong in many different ways. One, I get too into the book. I want to keep reading and then it sort of messes up the rest of my routine. I am also pedantic. And so if I have a slot to read, I don't know how long the chapter is going to take. And then I stress about like reading too long or not reading enough. And so that sort of doesn't really work for me. I overstress about that. And then the other reason is that I read in the evenings so that is my wind down I'll often read a book as I'm going to bed or before I go to bed so that is my dedicated sit down book in hand reading time but I will say when I'm out walking I do quite often have an audiobook that I'm listening to so I guess I do sort of read in the morning but I don't sit down and read out of a book and sit in a chair and it, every morning as part of my routine Okay, so that's a lot of information. Thanks for hanging in to hear all of it. It sounds like a lot, but it all just flows. And that is my daily practice. All right, now that you are pumped up to build out your daily practice, or if you have been doing one for a while, to tweak it and evolve, I have a few tips for you to help you be successful. Okay, I have five tips for you. Here we go. Number one, be flexible. Seriously, I beg of you, be flexible in creating this routine and maintaining it. I don't want you to be overly militant or regimented. It's okay to create something that is strict and really comprehensive. That's great. But just recognize that sometimes you might need to tap out. Sometimes you might need to have that option B in what you create. And that is okay. That's better than not doing it at all or doing it with such angry energy that you don't actually get any benefits out of doing it. Number two, layering. Now, Your daily practice might be five minutes, 30 minutes, or three hours. There's no judgment. Longer is not necessarily better. But when you're first starting out, you might want to start simple and then layer from there. So you might want to have a little exercise, write out your goals, do a meditation, and then that's cool. You do that for a week or maybe a month, and then you layer on and add something else. Layering is a great way to build daily habits and routines. Number three, build a practice that brings you joy. You know, in the last segment, I listed all the things I do. and the segment before, I listed a great long list of things you could possibly do. And again, I don't want you to do all of those things. I want you to just pick out the things that bring you joy. All right? If exercise brings you joy, then you exercise. But don't try to copy my routine or Tim Ferriss's routine and don't expect you yourself to turn into Tim Ferriss. I mean, not that you wouldn't want to turn into Tim Ferriss, but I want you to be the best version of you, not ever try to be someone else, all right? Tip number four, tweak and evolve. So my routine has changed so much over the years. Like I said before, based on the weather patterns throughout the year, based on what mood I'm in, I evolve and I tweak. I add things in, I take things out. My exercise changes probably the most frequently because I get bored doing the same things, especially through the pandemic, having lots of home workouts and being creative. That's been hard. Using different apps, trying different yoga classes, trying different things to keep myself engaged. And then lastly, tip number five Build accountability or tracking. Now these two things can really help you with your daily practice. Accountability, that is obvious. You tell another person, you tell a group of people, you make some sort of public declaration about what you're doing. I sometimes offer my clients accountability if they let me know every day that they've done it or after a full week. You can build accountability in so many different ways. But trust me, it helps. And then tracking, we know that goals that we track and measure are always more successful than the ones that we leave to chance. All right, so find a way to track this every day and tick this off. And a note on building habits, it is scientifically proven. It takes 66 days to build a new habit, not 21. I know there's a lot of you know, 20-day challenges or 21-day challenges or one-month challenges to build a new habit or change your life in 30 days. But that's actually not the truth. It's actually scientifically proven that it takes 66 days to fully build a new habit. All right? So I like to track my daily practice on a Google spreadsheet. I, there's lots of great apps. There's uh, the Habit Tracker is a really good one, but you can just search for Um, habit building, daily practice, daily routine, whatever you want and find a ton of apps to choose from. The reason I do a Google Sheets though is because it allows me to access an update from my phone if I'm on my phone or if I'm on my laptop and I just quickly wanna add something in. So I like that flexibility because sometimes I have a discipline of not having my phone, aka an app right by me. I will sometimes tuck it away in a drawer for the day. All right, so let's recap those five tips for success. One, be flexible. Two, layering. Three, build a practice that brings you joy. Four, tweak and evolve. And five, build accountability or tracking. Okay, it's time to start wrapping up this episode. I hope that you are inspired to really build out a daily practice. And for those of you who already have a daily practice or a morning routine or whatever the heck you're calling it, congratulations and well done. Keep up the great work. Give yourself a pat on the back. Now, I know there's lots of tips and lots of different options to choose from when you're building yours, and I want you to really have fun with it. Please don't overload it. Please don't have any shoulds in there. Don't add anything that you, know, you think is impressive or that doesn't bring you joy. This should really be something that is exciting for you, all right? And if you'd like to chat about building out your daily practice, or you have any questions for me about coaching or gaining a deeper self-awareness so that you can feel more connected and more fulfilled, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. You can book a consult with me on my website at thecorporateyogi.com. Thanks for tuning in today. I appreciate you being here to hear all this knowledge and wisdom and the options and the whole a la carte menu of what goes into your daily practice. And remember, please don't try to model what you're doing after someone else. I want you to be the best version of you possible. So go out there, be kind, be a good human, do amazing things, take risks, tell the truth, be authentic, and make this an amazing day.